Well, if you take your Bibles, go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Before we get started, though, I just, I'm curious, how many of you, you say Thanksgiving is your favorite holiday? But we have a couple sinners in here. I'm sorry. Okay. Favorite holiday. Okay. Who, who says, well, okay, it's not my favorite holiday, but I love Thanksgiving. I enjoy the food. I enjoy the time of family. It was, I, I, we had a great Thanksgiving. We had a lot of food. Uh, we got to see a lot of family. Um, how many of you had turkey? How many of you had brisket? I know Brother Randy did. <laughs> oh, a couple people. Okay. Who has ham for Thanksgiving? Okay, this is weird, okay? Who had tacos for Thanksgiving? Nobody, okay, I was just curious. In Cambodia, that's what we did. We had tacos for Thanksgiving. So, uh, I enjoy Thanksgiving, okay? You get food. Anybody have any good dessert? Anybody eat any of the dessert you bought on Sunday night? Yeah, Thanksgiving's fun. It's a, it's a good time. Uh, it's very enjoyable. There's, you know, a lot of pleasure, Okay, um, and remember tonight, you guys kind of fell in my trap a little bit. You said you love Thanksgiving, and you enjoy all the things for Thanksgiving. Okay, remember that. And let's get into our passage. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Okay, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. And this passage, um, a lot of us know this passage. It's talking about the end times. Okay, and in the first verse we see that here it says, This know also that in the last days, okay, perilous times shall come. Now a lot of people would say, you know what, the last days, you know, we are living in the last days. Um, and and if, 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 we're, if, we are, if we are comparing that to the fact of if these next few verses are true, then I would agree, we are living in the last days. Okay, but it says this, And perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, innocent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I pray you'd uh, help me tonight as I preach. Lord, I pray you'd use me. I pray that you'd, uh, Lord, give me the words to say. Lord, I pray you'd uh, use your word to speak to people tonight. And use me as a vessel, Lord. And Lord, I pray also in your name. Amen. Amen. Normally, I think when we think of this verse, when we think of these verses, our idea of it is, you know, okay, last days are coming. Okay, perilous times. There's a lot of wicked people out there. And when we read through those, I think in our mind we say, yeah, there's a lot of people out in the world who are very wicked. Anybody would agree? Amen. Yeah, yeah. We see those things and we say, yeah, man, uh, losing natural affection of a man. That, that, that's happening in our world. Okay, and, and we see truce breakers. We see all these different things that it quotes here. Lovers of them own, their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud. We would say, yeah, others have that problem. Well, tonight, okay, because, because end times are coming. Now, God, pastor said this morning, when God makes a promise, what happens? He keeps it. 
Okay, so in his word, he said these things are going to be, there are going to be people like this in the, in the last days. That means there will be. Okay, so others might be this way, but tonight we're, gonna, we're not going to look at this whole list, but we're going to look at this and we're going to say, am I any of those things? Am I this? Okay, because this list isn't just written for us to look at and be like, yeah, end times are coming. Everybody's so bad. It's for us to look at and say, hey, is this in my life? Am I covetous? Am I a lover of my own self? Am I a boaster? Am I a boaster? Am I proud? Am I a blasphemer? Am I disobedient to my parents? Okay. Um, am I unthankful? Now, you can't be unthankful this week, right? Never. Okay. But always. Am I unthankful? Am I unholy? Without natural affection? Truce breaker? Are you, do you keep your word? False accusers? Innocent? Fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady. Anybody know what the word heady means? Hmm. Anybody at all? Prideful? Okay, I like that. Anybody else? What's that? Stubborn? If I told you I don't know, would I be in trouble? I didn't know, so I looked it up. It was like um, the Bible said it's like venomous potent, wicked, just, just all across, just wicked. Okay. So heady, um, uh, where were we? Um, high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And that's one we're going to look at tonight. So as we, as we talk tonight, I hope what you, you think in your mind is, man, in, in my life, am I a lover of pleasure more than I am a lover of God? Okay, so that's what, that's what I want to talk about tonight. Now, we talked about Thanksgiving. It's very pleasurable, right? It was enjoyable. And you all said you loved it. So you're all a bunch of sinners. You got a problem. No, no, is that, that's, not, that's not what it's saying here. Okay? So not what it's saying here. Here, it's very specific. It says lovers of uh, pleasure more than lovers of God. Let me ask you a question because this whole message tonight could be taken the wrong way. And I'm, I prayed and I asked God, please do not let anybody to misunderstand what I'm trying to say tonight. So let's start with this. Is pleasure sin? Emily, is pleasure sin? Oh, she was like, hey, you're calling me in teen class, but when it comes to church, that's not fair. Is pleasure sin, Emily? Sometimes. Okay, that's a good answer. Just, just uh, overall, though, Addie, is pleasure sin? No. Can you enjoy something? Can you have pleasure and it not be sin? Yes. I love my couch. It me brings me great pleasure when I get home. I can sit down, put my feet up. When I got home today, Elena, she's from our home church. She stayed at our house. She was sitting in my seat when I got home today. I didn't tell her. But she stole my pleasure this afternoon. It's <laughs> a problem there. So pleasure, is pleasure always sinful? Yes or no? No, it is not. And it's important that we understand that as we get into this. Okay? Pleasure is good. Do you think God is happy with the fact that we were able to get together with family for Thanksgiving? Enjoy some time with family? Yeah. 
I think he was. It was pleasurable. It was enjoyable. We can laugh. We can have fun. We can eat some good food. Now, if we now if we become gluttons, that's a whole new story. But the week of Thanksgiving, I don't think you're allowed to talk about that. So I, I won't get into that. Okay, but pleasure, I, w- I want to state very clearly at the beginning, pleasure is not sin. Okay, you can enjoy things and you can have pleasure without it being sin. Now, it starts becoming a problem, okay, when a love for pleasure is greater than a love for God. Now, is that sin, yes or no? 100%, yes. Okay, and, and, and here at, in this verse, it says, you know, in the last days, there will be those who love pleasure more than they love God. And I, I believe in the world we live in today, there is an addiction to pleasure. That's why so many people spend so much time on their phones, okay? And watch these dumb little videos. You can just scroll. You could spend six hours. Next thing you know, oh, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. We enjoy pleasure, and sometimes there's an addiction to it. There's a love for it that sometimes becomes greater than our love for God. So lovers of pleasure, what does that mean? It's people who pursue at all cost a lifestyle of temporal delight or temporal pleasure. Okay? So all about, you know, having a good time. Doing something exciting. Enjoying the moment. So tonight what we're going to do, this is a very topical message is what it would be called. Tonight we're going to look at many different verses, so have your, have your uh, Bibles ready, okay? We're going to look at a lot of different verses about pleasure, okay? And some of the consequences that come when we become lovers of pleasure or the dangers that come when we become lovers of pleasure. So let's, the first one tonight is where you're at already. 2 Timothy 3, 4. Let's read that again. It says, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Now there's a problem right here. Okay, when we become lovers of pleasures more than we love lovers of God, that's a problem. Why? Well, because God is very clear. Everybody take your Bibles go to Matthew chapter 22. God's word is very clear. Who are we supposed to love most? What are we supposed to love most in, in this world? Matthew 22, 36 through 38. It says this, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Okay, so there's a problem in our lives when we become to love, when we begin to love pleasure, excitement, when we just are looking for that next thing that will just give us the, you know, the thrill. When we, when we, when we, dis- when we start becoming lovers of that rather than lovers of God, there's a problem. Why? Because Christ is supposed to be number one in our lives. And God's clear about that. Man, you're supposed to love the Lord that God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. It's pretty clear. So any pleasure, so is, once again, is pleasure sin? 
No, not necessarily. Okay, but any pleasure can become sinful if we begin to love it more than we love our God. And truth be told, you say, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I truly believe this is what God wanted me to preach tonight. I do. But it's going to step on some toes tonight. How do I know that? Because I hate it when God, he makes me preach these messages that preach to me first. And it stepped on my toes. And I was like, hold up, God, not there. Okay, let's just, let's, let's hold off right there. Okay, but you know what? In our world today, I believe there's a lot of Christians who have become, they love pleasure. We're missing church. We're not going soul winning. We stop tithing. Truth be told, we step back from serving God. Why? There's a lot of reasons. So we can take trips. Hey, you know what? I, you know, I'm going to miss church. I can't tithe because I'm going to save up for this great trip I'm going to go on. And now, now we are putting the love of pleasure over the love of God. Be careful there. Our hobbies, okay? When, when, when our hobbies begin to take control of our lives, you know, I can't go to church. I have, you know, I have woodworking to do. You know, can't go to church. Our hobbies become more important to us than God and his church. There's a problem there. Playing sports or even watching sports. When that becomes, when, when, then, when those pleasures begin to take the place of God, we can't go to church because our favorite football team is playing. There's a problem there. We have become lovers of pleasure. We enjoy doing those things. When we, when we can't come to church because, you know, there's different sporting events going on, be careful. This one's, this one's my favorite. Um, I enjoy my sleep. I do. I love sleep. But when we become, when we, when we, when we start saying, hey, I can't go to church because I really want to sleep in. I haven't had enough time. Be careful. You can become, become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And you can fill the blank in there. Okay, I, I really, personal, truth be told, I'm not trying to get all personal with you. I'm just telling you what God's word says. Okay, and this is, these things are pleasurable and they're good. And truth be told, I love sleeping in. But if it starts taking the place of God and his word and his church and where I'm supposed to be with him, there's a problem in my life. And I truly believe there's a lot of Christians and a lot of churches that um, have a problem with that. Let's go to the next one. So I said we're going to look at a lot of verses tonight. Hebrews 11. Okay, most of you will know what this one is. Hebrews 11, verse 24 through 26. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24 through 26. It says this. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Let me ask you this, okay? Let's go back to the beginning. Is pleasure sin? Yes or no? 
It's not. Now, is sin pleasurable? Yes or no? It is. Okay? Now, sin is pleasurable. And when we become lovers of pleasure, I am telling you right now, what happens is it takes us down a road that leads us to sin. Because when, when our focal point in life, when what we desire and what we want in life is pleasure, it will take us and we will, we will, we will pursue that pleasure and pursue that pleasure until the point that it becomes sinful in our lives. It, there's, there's, sin in our, there's sin that we're enjoying. You say, what are you talking about? Well, here's an example. Okay, um, TV shows. Now, TV shows, they're not all bad. Some of them you can enjoy. They're, they're good. They're enjoyable to watch. You can sit down, have a good time. Me and my wife enjoy some TV shows. But when, let me, and let me clarify, TV shows, they're pleasurable. They, they, the point of it is to enjoy it. If you didn't enjoy watching TV, you wouldn't do it, okay? But the problem comes in where when we desire to watch things so much that, you know what, we've watched what we can, you know, this was good, this was good, this was good, and we start to watch things that God is not pleased with. But we say, you know what, I enjoy it. So therefore, my lens on what I watch on TV is now going to be what do I enjoy rather than what would God be pleased with? And there's a problem there. And, and, that, and that's the line I'm talking about. When we, in our lives, desire pleasure so much and in, desire enjoyment so much that we, desire, we, we start just kind of focusing on the pleasure and the enjoyment and kind of forgetting everything else. You know what? You know, there's some things in this TV show I shouldn't watch. But, you know, I enjoy it. And that becomes a problem. I'm going to be honest with you. This week, uh, me and my wife decided, hey, we're not going to watch this anymore. We enjoyed it. It was a TV show. And we said, you know what? I just don't believe it's pleasing to God. Okay. I'm a sinner. I do wrong. And honestly, we said, you know what? I don't believe the things in this TV show God are pleased with. You're like, what in the world are you watching at home? Okay. Probably is not as bad as you're thinking. But I'm telling you, there, there, there's, a, there's a focus that we need to have when it comes to pleasure. Let's not let it cloud our judgment. Pleasure is not wrong. I believe God likes it when we enjoy life. I do. Okay, but when we when we allow that to become a focal point or what starts leading our decisions, it leads us to sin. It really does. Always will. Go to Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3 verse 3. Told you we we're going to be jumping around a lot tonight. Titus chapter 3 verse 3. That's what it says. It says, for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. So in verse 1, you know what, let's read verse 1 and 2 real quick. So in verse 1 and 2, let me explain real quick. In verse 1 and 2, um, 
they're writing and they're telling Christians how they ought to behave. Okay, but then in verse 3, there's a little bit of a contrast and it says, and this is how, you know, some of the unbelievers, some of the former uh, unbelievers acted. And, and Paul even throws himself in this. He says, for we ourselves, Paul says, I did this. And he throws Titus in there. And he says, me and Titus did this. But in verse 1 and 2, it says, but them in, but them in mind be subject to the principalities and powers, okay, to obey magistrates and to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. He says, this is how you should act as a Christian. And in verse 3, there's a comparison, and he says, but we ourselves also, okay, for we were saved, and we also were sometimes foolish, we were disobedient, we were deceived, and we were serving diverse lust and pleasures. Now, Matthew 6, 24 says this, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So there becomes a problem here, and, and, and they said here, you know what, the problem was we were serving diverse lusts and pleasures. We can't, as Christians, serve our pleasure and serve God. The more we serve our pleasure, the more we, um, we, we, we have a commitment of time, attention, and our resources to our pleasure, the more we will begin to hate God. And you say, what? That's a little out there. Because here's how it works. If you are serving your pleasure, it takes time. Okay? It, it takes a commitment. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes resources. And what begins to happen is we start hating God and the things of God because here's why. The things of God take time, effort, and our resources as well. And when... When we're serving our lust and our pleasures and everything we want in life, and God, you know, and, and then God's like, hey, you need to give me, give me this. The more we serve this, the more we're going to despise that for taking away our attention from what we really want in life. And that's what they were saying here. You know, there's, there's, there, there's people who they serve their lust, they serve their pleasures. And, and, and here's what I'm trying to say tonight. We can't allow that in our lives. Why? Because when we allow that in our lives, when we allow our lives, when we allow the pleasures of this world to cloud our judgment, when that becomes our focal point, when that's what we want, when that's what we serve, it will cause you to despise and hate God and the things of God. I don't want to tithe. I want to go to escape rooms for the rest of my life. See, that's stupid. You're right. Escape rooms aren't bad. I love escape rooms. Okay, but if I decided to go to escape rooms every day of my life, and I told my wife, hey, babe, we can't tithe anymore because we got to go to an escape room every day. There's a problem. Okay, you say, that's silly. You're right. That is silly. That's a dumb example. Okay, but the thing is this, when we begin to serve our pleasures and all our attention and the commitment is on that, we will begin to hate God. Be careful. 
be careful. Okay, so let's go to the next one, Luke 8, 14. Luke chapter 8, verse 14. You know, I, I really thought this message was going to be short tonight. I didn't say that, though, because every time I say that to the teens, they say, well, when you say that, it's really long. So I'm trying to help you guys out, okay? So Luke chapter 8, verse 14, okay, here's, it says this about pleasure. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring forth no fruit to perfection. Here, this verse clearly states this, okay? A love or an addiction to pleasure destroys the fruit-bearing potential in your life. Say, so what, what do you mean by that? In this parable, there is a sower. And this part of a, there's a sower. He's going around, he has seeds, and he's throwing seeds, and he's throwing it on all this ground. And he throws it on this one ground, okay, and that's where we come to verse 8, verse 14. And it says, and that which fell among the thorns, okay, so there's this ground with a lot of thorns in it. Right away, what did it do? It, uh... Fell among thorns are which, and when they have heard, go forth and are choked. At first, it started growing. It was doing well, right off the bat. You know, as Christians, you know, sometimes we do well, we're getting going, and then the pleasures of this world and the cares of this world, it says, choke us. Let me ask you a question. Do those plants ever bear fruit? No. They die and they wither away. And God, and here it's comparing, okay, there's, there's those who, you know what, they sprout. And as Christians, we do not want to be this way. We sprout and you know what, we want to do right with God. But you know what, we start worrying about all the cares of this world, all the pleasures of this world and everything that's going on. And what begins to happen is we desire those more than what we desire God. And as a Christian, when that happens, we don't bear fruit. I'm telling you right now, the most important things in our lives is to bear fruit for Christ. Lay aside eternal riches in heaven. Okay, and, and, and there's a problem here because we desire the excitement and enjoyment of this world, and it's replaced the importance of the eternal riches of heaven. We don't produce fruit for our Creator. Why? Because those things in this world, the pleasures of this world, become more important. Proverbs 21, 17. You're like, man, this message is really weird. I agree. Okay? It is, there's no three points. Okay? It's everywhere. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 17. But I believe God has something for us tonight in this. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 17 says this. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. A love or addiction to pleasure brings a man to poverty. It costs money to pursue pleasure. This world has a lot of pleasurable things to offer. But it's all for what? Price. You know what? I love escape rooms. I already said that, okay? I enjoy escape rooms. They are exciting. They make you nervous a little bit. You got to get out or the bomb's going to explode on you. 
okay? You're going to die. So you got to get out. It's enjoyable. It, it's exciting. And, and you got you to complete it. You got to get it done. But you know what? It costs money. It's, and escape rooms are expensive. And if, Miss Kalen, if we went every day to an escape room, we'd be broke. Am I wrong? No? Okay. We'd be broke. And here's the thing. When we become lovers of pleasure, what begins to happen is we become, we, we become, uh, we, we become poor or poverty. We have poverty in our lives. Um, there was a man my, my dad led to the Lord. Uh, he was knocking on doors, and he led this guy to the Lord. He knocked on the door. The guy came to the door. He had a beer in his hand. My dad says he was like six foot six. Okay? And I've met him. He's a pretty tall guy. I don't think he's that tall. Six foot six. He's really built. And he has like a wife beater on. And he comes to the door, and my dad's like, uh, 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 I want to give you a gospel track. And then he asked him, he said, do you know if you died today, you're 100% sure you're on your way to heaven? And the guy was like, wait right there. Walked in the kitchen, put his beer down, came out and said, come inside. And my dad was like, uh, I think I'm good. And he's like, no, come inside. He came inside and the guy said to my dad, he said, why'd you ask me that question? And my dad's like, uh, um, it, I've, I've been asking everybody that question, okay? <laughs> Nothing personal. So I'm just going up and down the road. I'm asking everybody that question, you know? And he said, just the other, he said, three weeks ago, there was someone, one of my coworkers, he was in construction, and they were working, and, and it started raining, so they got in their truck, and, and the guy, he was in the truck with this guy, and the guy said to him, hey, if you were to die today, where are you going to go? Are you, are you sure you'd go to heaven? And he said, I got so scared, I got out of the truck and waited in the rain for the rest of the time. And he said, ever since then, I can't stop thinking about that. The guy got saved that day. And the, guy, the, the man, he had an addiction to alcohol. He drank a lot of alcohol. And after he got saved, he told my dad, he was like, I don't know what to do with my money. Isn't that crazy? My dad was like, I can help you, you know? <laughs> uh, the guy was like, I spent so much money on alcohol, I don't even know what to do with my money anymore. He worked construction, he made pretty good money. And my dad was like, you know what, just, just set it aside, invest it. Well, the man is doing very well now. He invested all this money he was spending in alcohol, and he's a very wealthy man now. My dad still keeps in contact with him. And, and part of it is he had an addiction to this pleasure, to this alcohol that he had. And it drove him to poverty. Okay, now I, I know most of us here, we don't have an addiction to alcohol or anything like that. But there's things in our lives, if we become addicted to those things, it will, it, it takes money. Always looking for the next greatest, most fun thing. Lead you to poverty. I mean, can you think about it. Uh, Mason just preached on the prodigal son last week. Okay? He was sick of working. He was sick of taking the time and, you know, doing all the stuff and learning from his dad. So he says, Dad, give me all your money. Give me the money that I deserve. He goes out and he spends it all. I think um, 
the Bible says he, uh, how does it put it? It wasted his substance with riotous living. It was fun. It was pleasurable. But it ran out. And then he was left with nothing. Let's go to 1 Timothy 5.6. I just have a couple more verses here and then we'll be done for the night. 1 Timothy 5.6 says this. It says, but she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. That's an intense statement. It really is. A love or addiction to pleasure will result in a life of vanity. I'm sorry. Will result in a life of living death. Okay, it says, but she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she living liveth. Living your life for pleasure brings no real satisfaction and joy in your life. Man, it's fun when it happens, but then guess what? You want the next. The next thing that will bring you pleasure. The next thing that will bring you pleasure. The next thing that will bring you pleasure, and it will never end. It says it's, it's as living death. Only thing your life, the only living your life for only living your life for Christ can find you true joy and satisfaction. Okay? Desiring pleasure and getting the next greatest thing or or enjoying all the pleasures of this world will not bring you true life. I'm gonna bring you living. Ecclesiastes 2 1. That's the next one. Ecclesiastes 2 1 says this. I said in mine heart, go to now, I will prove thee with myrrh, wherefore enjoy pleasure, and enjoy all this, and behold, this also is vanity. So therefore, at the end it says, therefore enjoy pleasure, and behold, this is also vanity. What is vanity? Vanity. Vanity is excessive pride in or in matter, matter, wow, admiration of one's own appearance or achievements. So in the Bible, vanity, and especially in Ecclesiastes, what it's, what it's known for is the pointlessness of human activity, emptiness or idolatry. The love or addiction to pleasure will result in a life of emptiness, pointlessness. And the Bible tells us our life, you know what, it's but a vapor. It's short. It comes and it goes. And man, the question here tonight, okay, is what are we spending our life on? Are we spending on pleasure, which here in this verse it calls it, it's vanity. Are we spending our life on God? And that, God, will bring real satisfaction and eternal riches in heaven. I believe in our world today there is a problem, and I admit sometimes I have this problem as well. We are so addicted to pleasure. We can't, we can't let it go. You know, there has to be always something going on for us. There always has to be something on. We always have to be watching something. And I believe that it's become a problem in a lot of Christians' life to the point that pleasure has become more important than God. 
And we know that it's going to happen. The Bible says it would. But the question tonight is, if it's going on in your life, will you put an end to it? You know, we say all the time, you know, our world is messed up. There's so many problems. God, send revival. I do too. God, send revival. Change these people. Get them over all these sins. Come on, I want, I, I want people to get right with you. I want people to get saved. But the truth is, it's not going to start with every unbeliever in this world. You know where it's supposed to start is right here. And this list of sins, God says, hey, these things are going to happen, okay? Guess what? It's going to happen to unbelievers because you know what? What do we expect from unbelievers? They don't have God in their lives to help them conquer these sins. But in the life of the Christians in, these, in churches today, we need to say, hey, do I have these problems in my life? And if I do, I need to get rid of them. Because God can't send revival in our country. God can't send that if we as Christians are any one of those things. But if, 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 if we as Christians are addicted to pleasure, we don't care about telling others about Christ. Why? Because we care about pleasure more. And he, all these verses we just read, it says, hey, man, pleasure, going to bring you to poverty. Pleasure, pleasure just causes problems in your life, but we don't care. We sit around, we say, hey, look at all these terrible people. What we should be saying is, God, change me first. God, help me overcome the, this addiction to pleasure. It, it, and truth be told, it's a real problem in the world we live in today. In, in Kaylin's school, they sent someone to teach all the teachers about, they call it digital cocaine. And it's all about kids and how much time they're spending on their phones, and they can't stop. And in their brain, the more time they spend on their phone, the more time they want to spend on their phone. And it doesn't end. There's an addiction. Is your phone sinful? Yes or no? No. But when our phones, when addiction to pleasure starts becoming more important than our love for God, there's a problem. When we can't read our Bible because we're spending too much time watching videos on our phone or checking Facebook, there's a problem. When we can't go to church because we're more, when we're, we're more focused on all the pleasures of this world, now we're putting the pleasures of this world over our love for God, and God says, hey, there's a problem there. It needs to change. It needs to end. And our country and our world and us personally, we can't have revival until we decide in our own lives, hey, I am going to change you know what, I need to put some of these pleasures aside and set them aside and spend time more, more time with God. I said at the beginning of this message, this message could be taken the very wrong way. I am not saying pleasure is wrong. I enjoy my couch. I don't think my couch is sinful. But, Pastor, if I sat on my couch every day, 
and never showed up for work, you'd be fine with that, right? No? Okay. <laughs> I was just seeing, just testing it out. Maybe I want to come to work tomorrow, you know, enjoy my couch. There's a problem. So in, this, in, the, in these verses, we say, you know, in the last days, perilous times shall come. And there will be those who love pleasure more than they love God. So I hope tonight, and, and I, I, I truly mean this, when I, was, when I was writing this message, I had to ask myself, what's more important in my life? And, and there's some cases and there's some areas in my life where I had to say, man, this has become more important to me. It, it's become too important to me. And back off on it. And all that, just ask you, hey, let's examine our lives tonight. Do we love pleasures and all the things of this world more than we love our God? Does pleasure cloud our judgment in what we watch, what we listen to, the things we do, the way we spend our time? Lord, I just pray that you'd help us tonight, Lord, to... Um, Lord, to examine ourselves. Lord, I pray you just help us to do what's right. Lord, I pray that you to... Lord, if we have a problem in our lives with loving pleasure more than we love you, Lord, I pray you'd help us to put an end to that today.